Hello, thank you for joining the Camden First Assembly broadcast. We are so excited to share the Word of God with you today, believing that this Word is exactly what He has for your life. So, stay tuned for today's message, and as always, remember, there's a place for you at Camden First Assembly. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 11 through 20, and uh, I want to talk to you about uh, the power of uh, of the gospel, the power of the gospel, and uh, the the whole the whole sermon today could be the whole message today could be lined up in, in one uh, one simple phrase. And if you're taking notes this morning, I challenge you to write this down: the power of the simple gospel, or the power of the gospel, is that it simplifies everything that life complicates. The power of the gospel simplifies everything that life complicates. We live in a complicated world. Amen. We live in a complicated world. Life can get complicated very, very quickly. It doesn't take very long. Uh, if you've spent any time uh, in this world, in this life, you know that life can become very complicated very quickly. And um, I don't know about you, but I don't like complicated things. I like simple things. A simple process, easy to put together. I was uh, thinking about this, this message today, and, and I got to thinking about some of the things that I've, some of the complications that I've run into and, and, and some different things. And I went back to a, a, a story, a moment that happened with our former pastors when they were still youth pastors in Jonesboro. And I had gone over to his house and was talking to him about some of my, my troubles, as you could call them, as much as a teenager can have, and was talking to him about some complicated things in my life. And in that process, he was uh, assembling a desk for their, uh, for their home office, and he was putting that together. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, his wife asked him, she said, do you want the instructions for this uh, to put that together? And he said what most of us guys say when we're putting something together, no. It's a desk. It has four legs. I can put it together. I can figure it out. And uh, so I spent the majority of that time handing him different things and talking to him through this whole process. And he's working and, and sharing some different things with me. And we get to, uh, we get to the end of that process, and he, st- he stands it up and finds out that there were some key parts, there were some key elements, some complicated elements to this desk uh, that uh, if he would have read the instructions would have saved him the trouble of having to lay that back down and disassemble it and then read the instructions and put it back together. And I got to thinking about that story, and we had a good laugh about it that day, but if you've ever been in that process, it can be frustrating when things don't go uh, the way that you expect or the way that you plan. I thought, you know, life is so much that way. There, there are so many things in life uh, that we think, uh, how hard can it be? You know, how, how challenging can it really be? And then you step into the middle of, of that situation, or you step into that next season of life, or you step into those moments, and we find out that there are some complications, that there are some, uh, that there are some unexpected, that there were some really uh, key pieces of information, that there was really some key insight that would have been beneficial to helping us simplify uh, that season, that situation, that circumstance of our life. And the thing is, is that because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of his love for us, he's given us access uh, to some of the greatest instructions, to some of the greatest revelation, to some of the greatest insight that we would ever have, not just for one season, not for just one circumstance, not for just one situation, but in every season, every circumstance, every situation of life, Jesus has a revelation for us that simplifies the complicated things that we face. Amen? 
And so today, I just I know that there are so many things that are happening in our world today. I know there may be several things that you're facing, that you're walking through, that you're, that you're up against in life. And I think one of the biggest lies of the enemy is his attempts to corner us in this place of feeling like uh, that this is all there is. That, that what we're facing, that what we're going through, that what we're up against, that the season or situations or circumstances of our life that we're in, that this is it, that this is all there is. But I'm here to tell you today that what may seem complicated, what may seem frustrated, what may seem overwhelming in your situation or your circumstance is not defined by anything other than what the Word of God says. And today there's revelation, there's truth, there's insight, there's knowledge from the Word of God that will give you and I the instructions, the next steps, the clarity, the vision that we need to respond to the complicated situations of our life and walk in the simplicity and the power of the gospel. Amen? John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. The purpose of the gospel, the the intention of the gospel, is, is the love that God has for us. The whole reason that Jesus came, the whole reason that we're here today, the whole reason that we're experiencing what we have is because of the love of God. Tell your neighbor, it's all about the love of God. Amen? It's all about the love of God. 1 John chapter 4 says, God is love. If you don't love, you don't know God because God is love. Love. The love of God is the foundation of everything in our lives. The love of God is the foundation of the gospel. It's the love of God that produces the simplicity, the power of the gospel to simplify the complicated situations and the circumstances of our life. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40 says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. You know, it doesn't take long in reading the Word of God to feel a little bit overwhelmed and to feel uh, like the, the Word of God can at times even feel like it's a little bit complicated. But I love the simplicity of the gospel and the power of the gospel. And Jesus makes it that clear in Matthew twenty two thirty seven through 40 when he says, first, love God, second, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God, love people. That's the powerful simplicity of the gospel and what God has given us in our life. And, and I, I want to share this with you from the Old Testament in Deuteronomy chapter 30, 11 through 20. And this is, this is what it says, and I believe this speaks and, and, and really is going to give us some revelation on how we can walk, how we can experience the simplicity that God has intended for us to have as believers and to, to enjoy the fulfillment of God's plan and His purposes for our life. This is what it says, Moses is speaking to the children of Israel that have been led out of captivity, out of slavery and Egypt. They've been set free, they've been in the, in the, in the wilderness for a long time, and they're, they're coming up on the point of experiencing the fulfillment of the promise and of the plan and of the purpose of God for their life. And this is what it says in verse number 11. It says, Now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea, so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. No, the word is very near you. 
It is in your mouth and in your heart so you may obey it. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to Him and to keep His commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live in increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word today and the power of it. God, we thank you for the revelation and the truth. Lord, that your gospel, Lord, that your word, that your promise, Lord, unveils to us. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that all across this room and in the places of all those that are joining us online today, that, Lord, your Holy Spirit would move, that, God, you would speak. Lord, I pray for those that feel absolutely overwhelmed today in the situations and the circumstances that they face. God, those who feel like their situation is complicated uh, beyond anything that they've ever seen or experienced before, that today, that, Lord, you would reveal through your word your plans, God, the the steps that they can take today, Lord, to begin experiencing the freedom, the peace, and the joy that you've established for us as your people to know that, God, you are working, that, Lord, you are moving, that, Lord, your love is for us, that, God, you are for us, and that you're working in our midst. God, I pray that today your words and your words alone would be spoken, that your anointing would flow, that, Holy Spirit, you would heal, that you would save, that you would deliver, that, God, when we leave this place today, when we leave this time together today, that, Lord, we'll know that we know that we've heard from you, that, God, we've experienced your presence, that, God, we'll leave transformed by the power of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. I love this, uh, love this revelation in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 11 through 20. And there's a couple of uh, verses that I want to focus in on today of how we, can, how we can experience the power of the simple gospel in our lives to ultimately uncomplicate every situation and circumstance that we face. And the first, the first is this, is number one, is to realize that the word has come alive in us, that the Word has come alive in us. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In John three sixteen, we see the gospel that's revealed. When Jesus came to the earth, what happened in our lives is, is that He made a way for us to experience the salvation that He was offering us, to become a part of the family of God, to experience the power and the revelation of the Word of God in our lives. When we say yes to Jesus, when we say yes to the love of God, when we say yes to the salvation that God has given us, there's a shift that happens in our life because Jesus enters into our life. Jesus steps into our heart in a way that totally transforms every aspect and every avenue of our life. There's a joy that we experience that's like nothing else. There's a love that we experience that's like nothing else. Why? Because the love of God has entered into our life. The revelation of the Word of God has entered into our life, into our situations, into the circumstances and the things that we have found ourselves in. What happens in that moment is that we begin to experience a revelation and we begin to experience a transformation 
because of the love of God that has come alive inside of us. It's the moment that we realize that this life, that the battles that we face, that the struggles that we're up against, that the difficulties that we find ourselves in are not just because of of different uh, means or situations or circumstances, but they're the result of what's happening in the world around us. And the enemy's attempts to steal, kill, and destroy, we've realized that Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly. In John 10.10, we we realize the revelation of the word of God. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11, that God has plans for our lives, plans to prosper us, to give us a hope and a future, that in the midst of the chaos and the uncertainty and the hopelessness that we face in our lives, that we face in our world, that we suddenly find ourselves in a place of realizing that this world doesn't have all of the answers, that this world doesn't have all of the solutions, that this world isn't all there is, but that there is a God in heaven who loves us and who's called us by name, who has a plan and a purpose and a promise for our life, that as we say yes to the love that he has for us, that the word of God begins to reveal what he has to say about us, that no longer is our past, our sins, our failures, our mistakes, the defining factor of our lives, but rather what the word of God has said, to know that we are now children of God, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, as Romans chapter 8 says, to know the identity that God has given us as sons and daughters, to be able to walk in the power and the revelation and the truth of the word of God. It's the moment that God's word begins to reveal the insight and the direction and the revelation of how to handle the complicated circumstance and situations of our life. It's the instruction manual that God begins to download to us that begins to show us how to handle our finances, how to respond in our marriages, how to raise our children, how to respond to the the chaos under the uncertainty of the situations and the complications that we face. It's the moment that the gospel of heaven begins to simplify the complicated chaos of our lives. I'm thankful for the gospel this morning. Amen? I'm thankful for the revelation of the Word of God this morning. I'm thankful for the revelation and the insight that heaven gives to be able to expose the lies of the enemy, to be able to break off the curses of sin, to be able to walk in the freedom and the hope and the joy of what God has said. It's when heaven begins to reveal to me in His Word that I'm not not meant to spend my life in worry. I love it. In Matthew chapter 6, I say it again and again as a reminder for all of us, God's not called us to live our life in worry, but He's called us to live our life in trust and rest and knowing that he's in control, that he's the provider of our lives. Jesus said, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink or what you'll wear. Why? Because life is more than all of this. What is life about? It's about the love of God and the joy of spending time in his presence. One of the biggest things that the enemy tries to do is to rob us of the peace that God has come to provide through the salvation of what we have in Jesus Christ. To spend our lives worrying about what's next, what might be, what could be, what is. And to understand that in every single one of those situations, as real as each one of them are, as real as they are in the trials and the struggles and the difficulties we face, to know that God has given us keys, revelations and instructions through His Word, and that when we step into His presence, that God begins to speak. Moses is sharing in Deuteronomy chapter 30, 11 through 20, what God had revealed to him as he turned his attention to the Lord and listened to what God said. Moses knew firsthand that that the key to experiencing the, the simple 
power of God in your life, the, the, the power of God that simplifies every circumstance, every situation, every difficulty that we face, is that it comes to a place of positioning ourselves to listen to what God is saying, to listen to what God, has, what God is speaking, to listen to the revelation of what God has made available as believers and our walk with Jesus every single day, the time that we spend in the Word, the time that we spend in prayer, the time that we spend walking and talking with Jesus are those moments where we're listening for the instructions, for the revelation and the insight that God has given us. Tell your neighbor, God wants to speak to you. The whole reason that Jesus came was because God wanted, God wanted, to, wanted to forever conquer the curse of sin and restore his relationship with mankind. For us to be able to walk and talk with Jesus every single day. To experience the joy of his presence. And every, every situation, every circumstance in our life, the enemy's looking for an opportunity to rob us of the peace that God intended for us to have. And the joy of the, and, the, and the confidence of knowing what God has said and what his word said. I'm thankful for the revelation of the word of God which reminds me who, who my provider is. Who my protector is. Who my defender is, the one in whom I have perfect peace, not because everything in my life is perfect, but because his word is at work in my life, because his plans and his purposes and his promises for my life are good. Secondly, the power, the, sim- the power of the gospel, the simple power of the gospel gives me the power to follow his instructions. The power of the gospel, the power of the gospel gives me the power, gives me the ability to follow God's instructions. I, I love that, that Jesus constantly reminded his people and he reminded his disciples and his followers that he wasn't just giving us uh, this revelation, that he wasn't just giving us this truth and then leaving us on our own to figure it out, but that he was sending the Holy Spirit. That he was empowering us as his witnesses to walk in the power of the word of God. To walk in the revelation the inside of what he's established for our lives. To follow what God has said. To hear and to know the power of, of, of his word and the instructions that he's given us. To, it's that moment that we move from, from simply hearing what God is saying to actually listening to what God is saying and that we begin doing what God has revealed in our lives. It's that moment that we begin taking those steps of faith to experience the fulfillment of what God's word is because we realize that the gospel of God is more powerful than anything else that we face in our lives. That when we stand upon the word of God and when we step out in faith, completely trusting God, that we position ourselves to experience the miraculous things of God as his word is fulfilled, as his promises are fulfilled, as his plan is fulfilled in our lives. It's the moments that we begin to walk with God in a way where we begin to experience his revelation and his insight in a a way that transforms every aspect of our life. That we begin hearing what God is saying and seeing what God is saying and we begin doing what God has shown, what God has revealed, what God has instructed. It's the model that Jesus laid out for us when he was on the earth. Regularly, Jesus went away to pray. Regularly, he secluded himself. He he left the crowds. He left his disciples. He got alone with God. And I love that when he was challenged by the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the teachers of of the law, of the Old Testament law of that day, when he was challenged on, on those different grounds and those different things, I love that my favorite response that he gave was, I only do what I see my father doing. Because what Jesus was saying was, what I'm doing is not on my own. And, and it's the same as what he's called us as believers to do today. Not to do it on our own. God didn't, God didn't call us 
out of sin into the love and the relationship that we have with him to try to make it on our own. Tell your neighbor, we've got God. Tell your neighbor, we've got God. See, the power of the gospel is that it simplifies every situation and circumstance that we face in our life because we realize we're not alone. I'm not alone. In the unexpected chaos and uncertainties that I'm facing today, I'm not alone. I may not know exactly what the next step is. I may not know exactly what the next, but as I turn my attention to the word of God and the revelation that he's given me, and I begin to walk in the power of the gospel that he's revealed in my life, it's the moment that I begin responding in obedience to what God has said that I begin seeing the revelation and the truth of the word of God in my life like never before. He says in verse number 16, he says, For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. God has called us to possess his word and his promises for our lives. He's called us to possess the promise of what he's established. I'm thankful today that I'm not living just for today or tomorrow, but that I'm living for the promise of eternal life with him. That I'm living in the word and the, and the foundation of what he's revealed for me today. What happens when I walk in the revelation of that is that I'm no longer moved by current circumstances or situations. I realize that there's more more that's at work in my life and there's more at work through my life as I follow Jesus and when I begin to rely on the power of the word of God and I begin to follow what the Lord has said and the instructions and the revelation of what he's given me it's how I watch as God becomes truly my protector and my defender as God tr truly becomes my defender as God truly begins to provide for my life and God truly begins to move in different ways in different situations and circumstances like I would have never thought possible before it challenges me and gives me the boldness. It gives me the faith and confidence to step out in obedience to what God has said and to trust the Lord. One of the greatest tactics that the enemy will use is fear to keep us isolated from stepping out into the things, into the plans, into the next things that God has for us and taking those leaps of faith and trusting the Lord in those moments of wondering, did I really hear from God? Have I heard? Do I know? I, it's, a common, it's a common thing that I think all of us are faced with when it comes to following the Lord. But when we read the Word of God and when we experience the revelation of what He has for us in our life, we realize that there is nothing that's too hard for God. We realize that there's nothing that's impossible for the Lord. And so when we step out in faith and we begin to trust God, we watch as God begins to provide. We watch as God begins to move. I'm I'll never forget, I've, I've shared this, this testimony before, but I, uh, I have to share it again. It was one of those, uh, it was the time in my life where I knew, I knew from a young age that the Lord had called me to preach. I heard that call when I was young and knew that that's what I was supposed to do. And so, you know, we have our version of what we think it is that God wants us to do. And God has his plan and his plan's always better. Amen. And, uh, you know, I had come to, I'd come to the point I, I started uh, having the opportunity to fill in and preach at, at churches around northeast Arkansas. We were living in Jonesboro at the time and started having opportunities to preach at some of these churches. And I, I didn't have my license yet. I couldn't drive, but my best friend did. And so he would pick me up in the mornings and drive me to these different churches, and I'd have the opportunity to preach. And, and I did that until I was, until I was 18, and, and I was still I was working full-time. Uh, installing automotive glass, doing repair and replacement. And I, I, I was uh, taking time off to go with some friends on a cruise. And, and I was in the library um, on the cruise, which no one else was, but I was. 
And, uh, and I went there because I knew nobody else would probably be there. And if they did, they wanted, to, they wanted some quiet time. So they were either trying to escape family or they were uh, trying to find a, a quiet place to be able to study and, and uh, uh, do whatever else, read or whatever they enjoyed. But I wanted time to be able to talk to the Lord. And, and I wanted to be able to do that in a quiet place away from everyone. And, and I remember sitting in that library that day, and I was looking out, and I was just, you know, just in awe of, of the beauty of God's creation and, and just in awe of who God is, of His love for us, that in everything else, and all, and all the people in the world, and all the things in the world, of all the things that He's done, of all that He's created, that His love is for me. And that it's the same for each and every one of us. That He loves us. And I was just in awe of the love of God and and, and, and love preaching is one of, the, one of my favorite things in the world to do. I love to preach the word. I get super excited, which is why I talk really, really fast sometimes because I got a lot of things to share with you and I've got only so much time to share it. But I, 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 was, I was in one of those seasons, those moments, and was really enjoying the break from the crazy Arkansas summer heat. And, and I don't know if you've touched your windshield after it sat outside for eight hours in the sun, but it's not fun. And uh, and so I was just sitting there, and I was just thanking the Lord, and, and I'll never forget the Holy Spirit told me it's time. It's time, for you to, it's time for you to preach full time. It's time for you to quit your job. And uh, I was like, oh, oh dear. Like, there, I, I didn't have an offer to come preach at a church. I didn't have an offer to go on staff at a church. You know, I was filling in and preaching at churches, but I didn't have, I didn't have this, this, this huge thing. And so I, I knew from the time that I had watched my parents walking with Jesus and those around me that when God challenges you to step out in faith and to do something like that and you know that you've heard from the Lord, when you trust Him and you take that step, you take that leap of faith, you watch God do incredible things. And so I knew that's what I was supposed to do and I spent the next couple of days praying about it and, and the Lord just kept confirming that again and again. And so I, uh, I sent my, my two weeks notice in and, and, and stepped down from that job. And I'll never forget, even in church, uh, even in our home church, I'll never forget, you know, people heard that I was quitting my job and I was preaching full time and, and people would say, well, do you, are you booked up the rest of the year? You know, do you have a lot? I'm booked for the next three weeks. And, you know, well, what, how are you paying for your car? How are you paying for your insurance? How are you taking care? I have no idea. But I know what God said. And I felt, honestly, I, I felt a lot like, I felt a lot like Moses and, and, and so many of these others uh, that have heard from God um, who knew that God was challenging them to do something, but they had no idea um, how it was actually going to happen. You know, you think about Moses and him going back to, him going back to Egypt and him telling Pharaoh, uh, God says, let my people go. Here, the most powerful man on the face of the earth, you know, Moses is going to come back in, especially with the history that he has there. And he's going to say, God told me to tell you. And we know this, if, if you don't know the story, and many of us probably do, but if you don't know the story, uh, it takes a lot of convincing on the part of Pharaoh from God. But Moses watches as God works to, to move Pharaoh's heart to ultimately let the children of Israel go. And so he, again and again, Moses goes back. And Moses is in a, a he isn't a, a well-educated speaker. In fact, uh, the word even indicates that he had a hard time being able to communicate and, and even relied on assistance from those that were closest to him to be able to do that. Yet God chose him. And so he stepped out and he trusted God. And we see that all throughout the word of God. We see Esther who stood up to the king and, and shared and revealed what, 
what ultimately the enemy was trying to do through other sources to annihilate God's people. When we step out in obedience as, as the children of God, we're not walking in our own power. We're not walking in our own strength. We're not walking in our own self-confidence. We're walking in the revelation of the Word of God in our life and through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to say yes to what God is doing and to trust God in something that was a super complicated situation. And I didn't have all the answers for What I did have was the Word of God. And His Word said, trust me. And the Holy Spirit said, trust me. And so I'll never forget, I, I, I trusted the Lord. And, and my last day at work, I went with some of my friends to, over to Memphis. We were only about an hour away from where we lived. And so we went over there and, and ate it, uh, at, the, at the fancy restaurant on the border and, uh, and had, had dinner that night. And uh, you know, it was my last day and I'd been saving money back because I'm like, you know, car payments coming, insurance is coming and filling in preaching, it doesn't pay a whole lot. And so I was like, there's no way that I can do this on my own. And, and, and that was the challenge of the Holy Spirit. He said, are you doing this on your own? Because I think so many times in our life, we think that we're doing this on our own. Whether it comes to our marriages, managing our finances, raising our children, our jobs, our businesses, those different things. As believers, we're not, all, we're not in this on our own. We're not alone in our walk and in our journey with the Lord. And sharing our faith and sharing the testimonies of what God's done. Of stepping out and trusting the Lord and being obedient to what He said. And so, uh, you know, I'm sitting there that night and, and I just, you know, kind of have that, that thought rolling around in my head. And, and, the, and the Holy Spirit challenged me to give our waitress that night $100. And I was like, no, that, that, can't, that can't be the Lord. And I thought, there's no way. And so I, I immediately, you know, tried to shut that down as fast as I could. And, and, uh, and, the, and the Lord said it again, you know, give, give them $100 and, and tell, them, tell them that I love them and that I'm for them. And I, was, I, I, I fought and fought and fought. And then they didn't come back to the table. And then I had this moment of, oh no, I've missed an opportunity to step out of faith and trust the Lord. And I was like, Lord, bring them back. And thankfully he did. They had gone out on break and they came back in. And I gave them that and I just told them what, what the Lord told me to tell them. And, and I walked away and I thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I'll never forget, it was on a Friday night, I'll never forget on Sunday morning at the church that I was preaching in, when I finished preaching that Sunday and I walked back, I had three people that gave me $100 before I ever made it to the back door. And, and the Lord did that again and again and again as I continued to preach. We, we, we try to put God in a box. And we try, to, we try to limit how God handles a situation or a circumstance in our lives, never realizing. It wasn't long after that that I got a call to serve as an interim pastor of a church at 18 years old. And, and it was incredible that the Lord opened doors like he did for me to be able to continue to preach and continue to do. And every single time, as I trusted the Lord, as I continued to tithe, continue to give, continue to do what God said, I watched as God provided again and again and again and again and again in my life. Why? Because when we're following Jesus, we realize that he's the source of our life. And that his plans and his, and his purposes and his promises are perfect. And that he's the one that empowers us to follow the instructions that he's given us. I, I, love, I love that, that, that truth and that revelation he, and the command that he gives him to love God, to walk in obedience to him and to keep his commands, his decrees and his laws. 
Then you will live in increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you're entering to possess. It's the same in Jeremiah chapter 29. It's about our determination to seek God first, to listen to the revelation and the instructions that he's given us, and to watch as God makes an entirely complicated situation simple in just an instant, in just a moment, by the power of his word, by the power of his promise, by the purpose of his plans. Thirdly, and lastly today, the simple gospel of God positions me to receive the promise. I love what verse number 20 says. It says this, Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The, the word of God has always been full and is full and continues to be full of the promises of God for us. As believers, the gospel gives us one of the greatest promises of our life, which is eternal life with Jesus. To know that we will live in eternity with Him in the love and the glory of His presence and in the, and, and, and the fulfillment of what His plan was from the very beginning to redeem what the enemy had tried to destroy. To overcome those lies and those tactics that the enemy had tried to use and that he still continues to try to use. The gospel, the simple power of the gospel positions me to receive the promise. It removes every complication, every obstacle, every hindrance to me experiencing the promises of God fulfilled in my life. When I step out in obedience and trust to God in the revelation of what his word has said, I position myself to experience the fulfillment of God's promises and his plans in my life. I've personally experienced it again and again that the story I shared the testimony I shared this morning is one of countless others of how I've seen God work of how I've seen God move of how I've seen God provide and how I've watched as the promises and the plans of God have continued to come to pass when I rest in the power of the gospel of God when I rest in what he has done it simplifies every complicated situation and circumstance of my life positioning me to experience the promise of what, God has of what God has said and what God has made available. Not me trying to make it happen. Tell your neighbor, let God. You know, so many times we want to try to make it happen on our own. I've tried it. It doesn't work. Amen? It doesn't work. Why? Because God's, God's plans... And his, and his word and His promises are perfect for us. So when we position ourselves in what God has said, and we move ourselves into that place of hearing what He's done, it removes that, that constant complication and frustration off of us trying to make it happen on our own. The dreams that God has given you and I, the promises that God has given us, the power of His word in our lives, all of those things, if we try to make that happen on our own, we will only further frustrate and only further complicate what God came to simplify with the gospel of heaven. Every day we walk with Jesus gives us a revelation and an insight on how to respond to what God has said and to watch the fulfillment of His plan and His purposes come to pass in our life. And those things that you've been waiting on God to do for a long time in your life, trust the Lord. Trust the timing of heaven. Trust the purpose of God. Watch the plan of God come to pass. In those moments, know what God has said. Know what His Word has said. Know what the revelation that He's given you is. And trust 
in what he said. It's those moments where we start to panic and that we start to worry that we begin making decisions that ultimately jeopardize the fulfillment of God's plan, of his purpose, and of his promise in our lives. I think one of the greatest illustrations of that, and Austin, Haley, you guys can come. I think one of the greatest illustrations of that is, is when, it comes to, when it comes to certain things like... Um, like gardening or it comes to, to flowers or anything that, that you prune or that you take care of or that you tend to. Uh, I don't know how many of you, and if you're joining us online, we experienced this past winter a snowstorm of epic proportions. And, uh, and, and I, I'm not upset about it because I prayed for it. And so um, I asked for snow and the Lord delivered. Um, it took 10 years to get the kind of snow I was talking about. But his timing is good. His timing is perfect. And, uh, um, and some of you are still, you're still mad at me because I prayed for that. And, uh, and just remember what the word says about forgiveness. Um, and walk in, the revelation, <laughs> walk in the revelation of that today. But, I, you know, I, I was, that snow that came, came with some very, very, very cold temperatures. And... Um, you know, that it did some damage to some of the beautiful uh, shrubs and, and flowers and some of the things that we have that were around. And, you know, we've got some, I don't know if any of you have them, but they're called Lorem Petum. They're a beautiful uh, purple uh, shrub. They've got purple flowers that come out in the spring. Um, I don't know about your house. My house, we missed that because they were dead. And um, they were nothing but brown and ugly. And... Um, and then I don't know if you have gardenias, any of you that have gardenias. Some of you, if you had, if yours went through the same thing that mine went through, uh, that cold temperature uh, kept them from, from experiencing the spring growth that they should have when they should have. And, and that's based on my previous experience throughout the years of the timing of those things. And I, and I got to thinking about that the other day, and I thought, you know, there are so many times and so many moments in our life when we walk through a situation or we walk through a circumstance or we go through something and we expect a, we, we expect a result, we expect a resolution, we expect a breakthrough, we expect growth, we expect the production of at a certain time. And when that timing isn't happening when we think it should, we begin trying to make some, some predeterminations about how to handle that situation. And sometimes, sometimes what we have to realize is that what I preached about a couple weeks ago, God's timing is perfect. And God's timing is not ours. And when we trust the Lord and what His Word has said and we wait on God and we wait on His timing, we watch as the Lord brings back to life things that appeared one way. In all reality, there was a process that was happening. And I, I you know, it was, it was just a couple weeks ago that I started to see those green leaves start to pop out on those gardenias. They look dead in my side yard. I'm sure my neighbors were ready to rip them out for me. But, you know, they, they started to, to, to spring back and, 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 and produce that, that life. And it's just like in those moments and in those seasons where God calls us to, to remove things, to prune things back, to do things. There are times and there are moments where it seems, there are times and there are moments where it feels like God isn't 
working, that God isn't moving, that God is restoring. But if we trust God in the process that he has, and we trust God in the timing that he's established, we watch as God fulfills what his word said and what his promise said in our lives. The only times that we experience that complication in those moments is when we try to make it happen on our own. And if we're not careful, we'll only further frustrate and complicate our situation rather than trusting the Lord and hearing what his word has said. It's, I believe it's why Jesus said what he did in Matthew chapter 6 after talking about not worrying about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll wear, what you'll drink, all of those things. And he talks about, look at the flowers of the field and, and the birds of the air and all of these things. They don't labor and toil and store away, but yet God provides for them in their season. God's providing for you and I in our seasons. And as we trust in the Lord, what happens is we rest in the simplicity of the gospel of God and the power of God to uncomplicate those situations in our life so that we can walk in a peace that surpasses all understanding and a joy of knowing that even in the chaos and the uncertainty of my life, God has not changed. His word and his plans and his promises for my life have not changed. And as I walk in the revelation of that and I apply the truth of that in his word and I begin to experience the, the fullness of what he said, it positions me to ultimately possess the promise that God has for my life as I watch the fulfillment of his word like never before. Again and again and again. When Moses... And the Israelites saw the miracles of God. It was after Moses heard from the Lord. When Joshua saw the battle at Jericho and experienced the victory that he had, it was after he had had a revelation from the Lord. Again and again, we see it from, from Daniel and Esther to all, all of the men and women of God throughout the word who listened and heard the revelation of God, stepped into the power of God's word and his revelation in their life. It ultimately positioned them to possess the promise, the fulfillment of what God had established for them. The same is true for us today. God wants to simplify what's complicated in your life today. So if you're